Tonight, we have comics, comic news, comic news, and comic news on this comics-filled edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the comics edition of Multiverse Tonight. I am, of course, your host, Thomas Townley. And uh, as I said the last episode, we are just a couple days away from Smallville Con up in Hutchinson, Kansas. Now, I'll try to uh, broadcast live from the event that weekend. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping on getting interviews with artists, creators, Maybe a guest, a special guest or two. I'll, I'm going to try. All I can say is no, right? Um, I'm not sure whether the internet will be good enough to support a live stream. So I might just have to like record stuff and upload it to the YouTube page. So uh, pay attention to uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram for news from there. Now, as you might have noticed... Uh, you've gotten two episodes in your feed this week as I've split the show into the Comics Edition and Sci-Fi Edition. Or Sci-Fi Edition, Comics Edition, depending on how you how you want it. Now, if you want the show as one complete show, I'm going to be putting that as a special uh, special thing for, our, for the uh, Coffee and Patreon listeners. You just subscribe to that. And uh, I'll give you an RSS feed for for these two shows as one complete episode. And that can be done for, you know, I haven't set an amount yet, let's say uh, $2 a month. You know, let's say $2 a month, I'll, I'll give you the feed. So, you know, I'll suggest that. But, you know, why not I give you some content... Let's start with DC Comics news. We begin DC news with word that Warner Brothers will be skipping Hall H this year at the San Diego Comic-Con International. Instead, they'll be promoting the sequel It Chapter 2. However, that doesn't mean that the DC Extended Universe is completely finished. Deadline reports that WB chairman Toby Emmerich spoke to the Produced By conference and said that Warner's is relying on filmmakers' visions to create future DC films and that Warner Brothers would be back at San Diego Comic-Con in 2020. So it sounds like 2019 will be a bit of a rebuilding year. Now, let's talk about what's being worked on right now. First up, Black Adam, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, we know that uh, Jomé Colette-Sierra, who directed Disney's Jungle Cruise movie, uh, also starring The Rock, will be directing Black Adam as well. 
and but uh, so at least we know it's still on the burner but we still have no clue about release date next uh, is uh, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn now that has a budget according to its cover story in Vogue of 75 million dollars making it the cheapest DCEU film yet according to movie producer and star Margot Robbie she told uh, Vogue quote well we're on schedule and on budget which is a wonderful place to be unquote the movie will see Harley Quinn separated from her Joker teaming up with Black Canary Huntress and Renee Montoya to save young Cassandra Cain from Black Mask the movie is scheduled for February 7th 2020 now one thing that can be said about the DC Universe movies is that it needs to be more have more humor like Shazam am I right well director Mike Mitchell who directed the Lego movie 2 the second part was asked by comicbookmovie.com if there were any DC or Marvel superheroes he'd like to tackle in live action somewhere down the line he replied quote oh yeah I love superheroes I did a superhero film years ago sky high and I'm such a fan it would be great to see a DC and Marvel character in the same film that would be fantastic maybe just cram them all together into one ultimate film I'm sure it's going to happen at some point but I couldn't be more happy to work on something like that it would be fantastic plastic man they need to make that guy someday I don't know if he's DC or Marvel uh, they did tell him that unquote that uh, he was DC now plastic man might be a great movie to make now nowadays he's it's definitely something that would have looked cheesy say 30 years ago with the special effects you know hey DC if you're listening and do you really want my money I will go to this at the theater heck I might pay you to see it a second time make this movie make me a plastic man movie okay but you have to have you have to make it funny you know and you have to make it interesting now we go over to the TV side of things and it's a rather bittersweet for fans of the DC Vertigo adaptation of Lucifer TVLine.com has reported that the official Lucifer Twitter has confirmed that the series will be getting one final season this would be the second end for the series as it has been canceled as it had been canceled by Fox after season 3 and then picked up by Netflix still at least the series gets to write its own ending Lucifer himself Tom Ellis wrote on Twitter about the news saying quote well look what happened a fifth and final season of hashtag Lucifer is coming to at Lucifer Netflix thank you all you loyal hashtag Lucifer fans for watching now let's end this thing properly devil emoji heart 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 unquote Ildi Motrovich co-showrunner on Lucifer answering a fan question about how many episodes the final season will be replied quote it's 10 and we're going to make every minute count unquote I still need to catch up on on the past couple of seasons however not all in DC TVville is joyful Swamp Thing has been cancelled after only one episode the DC Universe app show had positive reviews but apparently the initial report about why it was cancelled came from the site GWW 
which claims that was the result of the Warner Media and AT&T execs not liking the show's creative direction, performance, or budget. The Hollywood Reporter reports that its sources say they, that, quote, the timing of the cancellation was spurred by the studio's decision to bypass paying millions to store the show's physical sets in North Carolina. That decision led to the cancellation leak. Contrary to some early unconfirmed reports, tax incentives had nothing to do with the sudden cancellation, as Swamp Thing was awarded $5 million in incentives for the pilot and an additional $12 million for the remainder of the season. The good news is that the first season will still air. Meanwhile, there's some question on if the DC Universe streaming service will continue once the Warner Media streaming service gets started. I guess we're just going to have to wait and find out. Legion of Superhero fans can rejoice. The Legion will be returning to comic books in a superheroic mini-event starting in August, Superman number 14, and September, Superman number 15, ahead of their own special event in September called Legion of Superheroes Millennium. The Legion will meet Superman and Superboy, and will, quote, be making an offer to a hero which will, tell Superman, which will tear Superman's life apart, unquote. Could they be offering a Legion, a flight, Legion flight ring to young Jonathan Kent? Hmm. Sources want to know. Anyway, on some, well, let, let's say the strange news. DC Comics have been used in an unexpected way. ABC News, that's the Australian Broadcasting Co Company, reports that Gold Coast Police has shut down the Australian end of an international drug smuggling operation that has been bringing the, the drugs into the country in comic books. After investigation lasting six months, nine properties were raided and three kilograms of meth, cannabis, and other items were seized. Police said the group has smuggled a million dollars worth of meth from the United States sent through the mail in comic books. The police showed an issue of the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover from DC and IDW full of meth. Australian cops have identified the US culprits and are working with American law enforcement to arrest the other end of, the, of, the, of this ring. 10 Australians were charged with 40, tra 40 counts, including trafficking and supplying dangerous drugs, money laundering, importing a border-restricted drug, possession of dangerous drugs, stealing, possession of drug utensils, and possession and pro possession of proceeds of a drug offense. Detec Detective Inspector Brendan Smith told ABC, quote, This operation has dismantled a significant criminal network and removed over 30,000 hits off Queensland streets, unquote. Good job, Detective Smith. Batman would be proud. Now, let's do some Marvel news. The new X-Men movie, Dark Phoenix, didn't do so hot at the box office. Now that the X-Men Fox Cinematic Universe is pretty much done with, what's next for our favorite mutants? How about a name change? Appearing on the YouTube show Nuke the Fridge, Marvel Studios VP of Production Victoria Alonso said, quote, I don't know where it's going to, going to go. We'll see. They just now they just now have joined the Marvel Cinematic Universe. They actually have a movie coming out very soon, on, which is under the Fox banner. It's their last film. We'll see. Time will tell. Unquote. I don't know if the X-Men name is really outdated. If it is, the term human is also. But 
What do we know is is that it's going to be some time before we see the X-Men again. Now, while we're talking about uh, Victoria Alonso, she also did a Reddit Ask Me Anything, and of course, she was asked about the trolling aimed at the film and if and if it had any kind of effect on the final movie. She replied, quote, First of all, I share with you the pride you feel for the film. I love this film with all my heart. We were aware that there were people that were not ready or perhaps not welcoming of the film, but it never interfered with the storyline or vision of the film. When you make stories that w could potentially touch an international audience, there will always be a portion of the audience that does not love it. But we hope that gives us a chance and to see the film before they finalize their opinions. There's something for everyone in our films, even if you're a little reluctant to watch." Unquote. I agree. Don't diss it till you see it. You know, you can't say it doesn't sound good, but some saying something te uh, is terrible isn't exactly fair if you haven't seen Frame 1. Now, Marvel does great with film. Marvel does great with comics. Could Marvel also be a hit with audiobooks? Marvel will be partnering with the audiobook publisher Dreamscape Media to release several iconic stories as audiobooks. The books will be presented in a read-to-me style of audiobook and will start in September with adaptations of two dozen titles including Ultimate Spider-Man and Ultimate X-Men, X-Men Codename Wolverine, and Daredevil The Man Without Fear. Other titles will come along later. These will be distributed on such apps as Amazon, Audible, iBooks, Google, and Overdrive. And if you're a library patron, you will be in a great place as you'll be able to listen to these free of charge through the Hoopla app. Hulu's The Runaway Season 3 has found its villain, and my, they got a huge name to player. Elizabeth Hurley has joined the cast as the evil sorceress Morgan Le Fay. This version of the Morgan Le Fay character was created by Stanley and Joe, Minnelli, Joe, Joe Manella and debuted in Black Knight No. 1 back in 1955. Jeff Loeb said in a statement, quote, Elizabeth Hurley is joining the Marvel Universe, and we couldn't be more thrilled to have her portraying one of the most enchanting Marvel characters. Elizabeth Hurley has, unquote, Elizabeth Hurley has starred, in, what, has starred in the first Austin Powers movie, been the devil in the remake of Bedazzled, and guest starred in an NBC-made pilot for the Wonder Woman series that never aired. So... She's done her. She's had her super, her uh, sort of superhero chops and her magic chops, so sounds good. Anyway, let's go with the uh, geeky comic news, and we start out with congratulations to the winners of the MTV Movie and TV Awards. Winners included Generation Award winner Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Trailblaze winner, Trailblaze Award winner Jada Pinkett Smith for Best Movie Winner, Avengers Endgame, Best Show Winner Game of Thrones. Now I'm going to assume that this is an award for the season previous to the one that just aired. I really don't see how, given the controversy of the current season, they could give it an award. Uh, Best Hero Winner. Robert Downey Jr. for Tony Stark Iron Man in Endgame. Best Villain Winner, Josh Brolin for Thanos. 
for Avengers Endgame. Best Fight Winner, Captain Marvel for the Captain Marvel vs. Minerva fight. And Best Real Life Winner, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the Notorious RBG. Congratulations to all those. Now, IDW Media seems to be bleeding money. Uh, well, with uh, all of its different arms together, it lost in this last quarter $3.7 million. Half of that, $1.6 million, came from the publishing arm itself. Now, that's the part that publishes the comic books. And IDW Entertainment, which makes the shows like Winona Earp, which saw production of season four halted due to lack of funds. It lost about 700000 or three quarters of a million. However, they do remain hopeful, saying in their statement to investors, quote, IDWP expects to counter soft secular comic and graphic not book demand with the release of strong titles in the second quarter 2019. In fourth quarter 19, IDWE expects to deliver October Faction and V-Wars to Netflix. In first quarter 2020, in first half 2020, IDWE expects to generate approximately 2.5 million to income from operations upon delivery of lock and key to Netflix worldwide. CTM's brochure and tourism-driven tourism sales were seasonally soft during winter months. Revenue and profitability are expected to rebound during second half 2019. IDW Media's cash balance at, October, at April 30th was $9 million. So in other words, if you're a fan of IDW and their media, you better go out and buy some comics fast. Things aren't looking so good. George R. R. Martin is sure taking that sweet time with that last Game of Thrones book, isn't he? Well, apparently, he's not too busy to lend a hand to a new video game. Bandai Namco has a new game that came from a pitch created by Mr. Martin and Hidata Mizuka. The game, called Elden Ring, doesn't have a release date yet and is in development for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So, apparently, he does have time. Where's the book? And we, shall, we shall come to his door like Clara, Clara Peller in those old Wendy's commercials. Where's the book? Anyway, uh, bad news, Tick fans. The Tick's creator, Ben Edlund, announced that the series has been unable to find a new home. The series, which ran for two seasons on Amazon Prime, was canceled. Mr. Edlund did try to find a new home, but Ben did tweet, quote, After much door knocking, we have found no new home for the Tick series in the current market. Hashtag Save the Tick and Hashtag Lunatic Army. I'm sorry we could not reward your glorious support with better news. I am so proud of the show, of the cast and writers and, and crew, and so warmed by the fans, unquote. He continued with, quote, we will look for other opportunities to continue the story with this cast, but the current series must, I'm afraid, come to its end. He continued in another tweet saying, please continue to love and hope for good things, and I think we might as well accept it as a law of the universe. When the time is right, hashtag the tick always comes back, unquote. Mr. Edlund, I hope that it comes back. Spoon! Ta-da! John Cena seems to be one step away from announcing his full retirement from the WWE ring. 
And uh, to illustrate that, he has now joined the cast of the Fast and Furious, Furious franchise in Fast and Furious 9. Yep, there's nine of them now. John Cena took to Instagram to celebrate the announcement, quote, For nearly 20 years, the Fast franchise has entertained fans and created some of the biggest cinematic moments in history. It's an incredible honor to join this franchise and this family, unquote. Wow, nearly 20 years. No comment. Anyway, if you want to see Cena meet The Rock's character, uh, you're going to be disappointed. As The Rock's character isn't in Fa uh, Fast and Furious 9. Instead, he's in the spinoff movie Hobbs and Shaw. Now, in what's becoming a bit of a theme in this episode, the Good Place creator, Mike Schur, in an exclusive interview with The Hollywood Reporter, announced that Season 4 will be the end. But not because the network wants it to end, because he wants it to end. When asked why end it with Season 4, he said, quote, After Season 1 ended and aired, and it seemed like the show was going to survive the gauntlet of being a TV show in the modern era, I was like, well, the show isn't a typical show where the goal is to do it as long as we can and have as many episodes as we can. It was never designed that way. We do 13 episodes per year from the, from the beginning. I knew I needed to map this out in the same way that I mapped out the first season. I needed to map out the whole show. I didn't feel like it needed to be definitive, but I needed to have a sense of how long I thought the idea could sustain itself. I came to the conclusion pretty quick that it was four seasons. There were times early on where I felt like maybe five, and maybe it's three, he laughed. Once I settled on four seasons, I didn't tell anyone except the writers. I didn't tell the studio or network because I wanted to make sure that I was right, and I wanted to leave open the possibility that as we as a team developed the show, I wanted to allow the possibility that something could change and there was more I wanted to do. But it was pretty much always four from early on as a general map. We spent all of, season, of sh uh, shooting season two, season three. I told the studio early on. We spent all of season three checking in and making sure that we were pacing things correctly, and there was going to be enough time to do what we wanted, but not too much time so that we were running in place. Toward the end of us shooting season three, I told the studio, and then we told the network soon after that. It was completely dictated by the idea and how much juice I thought the idea contained and the pace at which we were letting the story unfold and stuff like that. The nice thing about TV shows nowadays is that it's not a forced marathon. You can let the idea dictate the number of episodes that you actually do, which is great for creativity." Unquote. If you think that this is a good idea, given that each episode... You know, personally, I think this is a good idea. Given that each episode is a chapter, it makes sense that you would come to a planned out ending. You know, you don't want it lingering on like, oh, I don't know, mm, Game of Thrones? Anyway, Nintendo had some big announcements at E3, but none was bigger than a short teaser that told us that the sequel to the hit Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was recently, was currently in development. No release date was announced, so it would be 2020 or 2021 before we would see it. At the E3 press conference, Legend of Zelda series, series director Eiji Anumi, Anuma told IGN that the development team's inspiration for the sequel was Red Dead Redemption 2. 
also announced for Nintendo was Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, with, uh, again, no release date. The remake of The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, and uh, which will arrive on September 20th, Contra Rogue Core and the Contra Collection, the remastered Spyro, the remastered Spyro trilogy. The announcement that Animal Crossing: New Horizons has been pushed back to March twentieth, twenty twenty. The Witcher Three, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Dragon Quest Eleven Definitive Edition, and the announcement that the hero character from Dragon Quest and Banjo Kazooie will be DLC DLC characters in the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Now, Microsoft Soft also revealed. Project Scarlet, the current name for its next-gen console, set to debut around Christmas of 2020. It will launch with a new Halo game, Halo Infinite. A new Minecraft game was also shown called Minecraft Dungeons. Think four-person dungeon crawler. Also coming in 2020. And they also released a trailer for Cyberpunk 2077 featuring Keanu Reeves, which will also come in 2020. Gears of War 5 will also come out in on September 10th, 2019, and there was well, there's so much more. You really should should go on the web, look for uh, E3 news. Uh, there is a ton of it, literally a ton of it. But uh, anyway, that brings us to the end of this show. Now, uh, be sure to uh, check us out on social media. We're at Twitter at Multiverse Tom, also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And uh, if you'd like to contribute some money, please just go ahead and visit mtpodcast.com to find links to our coffee or Patreon as well. And again, if you visit there and you donate a couple of bucks, you know, you don't have to have these shows, the comics edition and sci-fi edition separated. You can have them as one complete show. Heck, uh, heck, I'll even put in some of the uh, in-between stuff, some of the stuff I talk to people on a live stream, you know, just general fun. And uh, if you'd uh, also uh, go over to multiversetonight.com and check out our affiliate marketplace. We have uh, links to uh, various stores. We have the link to our T Public store. We have show notes and so much more. Now, uh, if you're a subscriber, please be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new, please be sure to subscribe. Uh, leave us with some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Now, I'd like to say special thanks to Shane Ivers for our intro music and Lobo Loco for the uh, outro theme music. Now, thank you for watching the comic book edition of Multiverse Tonight. And we'll be back in two weeks from Tuesday or two or a week from Tuesday I should actually say with our sci-fi edition now please exit the universe in orderly fashion and good night multiverse tonight is a production of half-baked genre productions copyright 2019 all rights reserved